Housing Commission every year. Do you want to know some habits, some tricks and some tools to set yourself apart from all of the other agents in your industry so that you are consistently making more money than you've ever dreamed of? Regardless of where you are in the world, this is the podcast for you. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, welcome to episode six. In today's episode, we're going to interview Helen Tarrant. Helen is an absolute superstar buyer's agent from Sydney. Helen is one of the few female buyer's agents who educates her clients using live audiences. She has a podcast, she has a YouTube channel, and she has a large database of buyers ready to go. They know what they're doing because she's helping them along the way. So Helen is a very good lady to know. If you're a commercial agent, you should be working with buyer's agents like Helen because their database of clients isn't looking for the stock in the traditional platforms that the other buyers are looking at. They don't need to. They're using the buyer's agents to do this. So let's have a chat to Helen now. Accepted. Hi, Helen. Hi. Can you see me? How are you going? Yeah, of course. Oh, good, <laughs> good. It's, uh, it's, it's always a good day to do a podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> That's right. You can do it in any weather, raining or sunny yes. or whatever. If it was, it's yes. not actually this sunny. Behind me, it's actually raining, but I'm in Queensland. It's been raining for six months. So <laughs> welcome to episode six of my podcast. And we're going to talk about doing collaborations with other agencies and buyers agents. And that's where I'd like to bring you into the mix. And so you can explain to our fast starters what and million dollar agents what uh, your buyers need and what you need from commercial agents. So um, just to get a bit of background, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into commercial real estate, please? Yeah. I started investing in commercial real estate in 2012. Um, I started educating people on how to invest in commercial real estate in 2016. Um, I am, I was, and I am still today, the only educator in the commercial property space that actually will do live events and go out and actually educate people around Australia on it. Um, We've got a very successful community of over 4,000 members uh, that have participated in either our buyer's agency program or our education program. So, um, and I I mentor and coach in a lot of business groups on commercial property. So uh, I got into it purely because I needed cash flow and the numbers made more sense than investing in residential. Lovely. And so uh, your background prior to that, did you have, uh, how were you exposed to commercial property? Because it's something that a lot of people don't understand as far as an investing platform. Uh, I was a beauty therapist before then. And (laughs) I started investing in commercial property because I was, well, I was a tenant. And then I realized that how good a tenant I am and that maybe I should be a landlord to to myself, right? Um, Or to another tenant just like me. And that's how I started. Wow. And so you just built up your own portfolio and learned the ropes the hard way. Built up my own portfolio. Yep, yep. There was no books on commercial property when I started. Everything was about the states and it was very not relevant to the Australian market. So I um, basically got out there and started doing deals and started learning. Right. And when you started and you were looking for investment property, what were the agents like to deal with? And how long ago was that? So we can just get a time perspective. 10 years you ago, look like so you're 12, Helen. You look like you're only 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, early 40s, but no, no 12, but, you know. 
I mean, easily, you know, wish 10 years, uh, yeah, uh, you know, 12, um, be, if I take off 12 years from my, my, my current age, I'll be very happy. But, you know. <laughs> but um, I think, uh, look, I don't think the industry has changed much since I became uh, an investor to now. I started in a very, it was a very male predominantly run industry, still is today. Um, it's dominated by very large institutional institutions uh, and I think people come through that and that's the brand people identify with. There's a lot more I think have, that's happened over COVID that a lot of people have broken out into their own uh, smaller agencies, which I think it's great. Uh, I also think that the when I started, you know, you were an outsider until you bought your first property. No one talked about commercial property. Um, they basically treat me like an idiot at the beginning of it uh, until I bought my first property and proved myself on my first purchase. Yeah. And my clients go through the same experience today. So, you know, like it's not like it got any better. Yeah, I, I, sometimes when I speak to, I spoke, I literally have spoken to one of our clients who became a client because no agents will speak to her. She said, I became a client, like, I want to join you because she spoke to one of my clients who bought in the same building that she has a warehouse and she's operating her business. And she said, oh, I, I'm on the same strata committee. He referred you and now I'm one of your clients because purely she was in her um older years like she was a, a lady in her 60s and she said oh I had some money come from the business and I want to buy a commercial property investment like I'm a good tenant why can't I invest but no agents will give me a call back because they don't think I'm serious because of my age I literally have a couple of million dollars sticking in the bank ready to buy a property but no one will call me back right so it's just the industry hasn't changed no, I agree, and I think it still happens today. And if you're a female and you're phoning up and you're, you're talking to agents, you know, I have clients that ring me and say they just won't help me. So, And that's coming from being an agent who's on the other side of the fence um, to yourself because of it, clearly you're, you're the buyer's agent, so you're looking, you're dealing with the commercial agent. So um, so yeah. you, it's fair to say you're still experiencing that it's a bit of a boys' club and they're fairly hard to communicate with or... What do you think is missing oh, the most? Absolutely. Look, I think the thing is, um, I, I mean, I have a, a very, uh, my my personality is very boisterous. So for me, um, it it doesn't phase me. And I think one of the things that I do love about commercial real estate is that boys don't get offended. You just tell it as it is. And some days I do have a, you know, we do tell them as it is. And like, you know, you know, the vendor's been a dick or that this is not, you know, it's not working. You know, you've got to try harder. Uh, oh, you know, you're just going to go, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to go back to your vendor and tell them that, you know, this is this is the current situation, right? And sometimes you, you can have that kind of conversation. It'd be open. Um, I think for the newbies that are in this market, like now we're sort of more seasoned now because, you know, you and I have been in this for a while, but yeah. we get some new younger males come in and you speak to them and they're like, they get a, they get their sensibilities um, uh, get a bit, um, yeah, offended. But I think that it's just uh, being, if you're a bias agent, you're there for the client and a lot of our clients are ethnic clients or a um, or, or female clients or older um, female clients or older male clients. But we actually cover a lot of the demographics that are that I guess you know that resounds with who I am, you know, as an investor uh, who is might be the first generation migrant 
or, or the second generation, and they're looking to you know place that money. So um, they're not some they're not the easiest to deal with because a lot of them come with their own cultural beliefs, cultural differences, um, and I think that also. Uh, makes it harder for them to get into the industry because agents don't accommodate for that. Right? They don't. No. They don't go. Oh well, you know, it's a. They just. That's the way they behave. They just go. Why is these people are tie kickers? Well, some of them are tie kickers. Some of them. That's just how they behave culturally. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's um, it's just having an understanding and some kind of empathy of, of the difference. Oh, I always have the same theory that, you know, some don't ever disregard somebody that you would consider a tight kicker because they'll buy something eventually. You just have to keep taking them along for the ride because if they're seriously, people don't muck around as a pastime looking at commercial property. It's not something that, you know, it's not that well known. So if they're calling you about something, they know a little bit about it already. So that person eventually yeah. will be able to turn them into a client. Is that how you feel too? Or do you sort of screen? Yeah, look, how do you screen out? We, um, well, we've got a process where we take the clients through an education process. Um, and through the education process, we understand uh, what they're looking for and we can see if we can match our services to them. Okay. So if we can match our services to what they're looking for and we can generally help them, we'd bring them on as a client. And once we bring them on as client, we know that they're genuine because they've paid a deposit to be part of our service or they've paid a deposit or have joined our education group. So we know that they're not tie kickers. They're ready to go. So we we work a little bit differently in that our clients know their strategy. They know where they're buying one, two or three. They know what they're looking for. And we simply are out there canvassing the property that matches the criteria that we previously discussed with them. Sure. So when you get down to the buying process and you know what your client's looking for and then you're, you're getting in touch with the commercial agent, do you have authority to sign off on offers for your clients or do they have to vet yes. everything or do you, are you taking more control away from them? Or uh, So they, we will present the property, we, we present the property to them um, and then we make a recommendation how the offer should be. And they normally say, yep, that's fine. Go with your offer. And we go through that offer process and we, we, take, off, we take over the negotiation process from them. If there are certain things where, you know, made, obviously when it comes back with a counter offer, we would go back to them and discuss it with them. Uh, but we do, we are at the front foot of most things. Yep. Okay, cool. So you have a good relationship with a bunch of commercial agents, I imagine, in your area. And are they consistently feeding stock across what's what's the stock like at the moment is it hard to get a good investment property and what are the parameters that you need to have when you're you're actually presenting a a property so we we're actually because we are not your traditional buyer's agent because we offer in our business education syndication and buyer's agency um, we have a construction part of the business as well so what we can do is we actually cater for a lot of developers who are coming from the residential space um, who are looking for something that are vacant with an uplift or something that are run down, which normally your your buyer's agent is buying stock that is, you know, your set and forget type of stock that's perfect 
for the investor. Well, our investor comes in all shapes and sizes. We've got investors who will buy shopping strip malls. We've got investors who will, um, who are, you know, three or four doctors coming together to buy you know, a medical centre. Uh, we've got developers who are looking for something that they can have actively, you know, it doesn't matter the yield right now, but it's the yield in the future and what they can develop. Um, and we've got people who just want to do their simple flips. So we just find them something that is, you know, a bit run down, that needs a bit of refurbishment, that, uh, that tradition you might find it harder to sell to really either an owner-occupier or an investor because it's neither here or there. We can take it on board and go, hey, this is what we see as the potential. You should buy it. What will let us help you walk you through the process? Wow. So it's not yeah. just your typical passive investment, five by five year lease. Uh, the tenant's not going anywhere and you could put it in a box and package it up. So that's not your business in agenda it's you, it's not we have a, we have clients like that we have clients like that but we can yeah we can pretty much take anything you give right. us something under say two million right which is our most of our client base we do have clients above that but let's say you give us something under two million and you say look this is a little bit odd and this is the one thing that we have built such a strong relationship with agents it's that they call us with stock that they think we think this is a potential stock but we're actually not even sure right um, what do you think? Do you have a buyer for it? And I would look through our database and then come back to them and say, hey, I think we could put a deal together if you change this, this, and this metrics. Can you go back to the vendor and have a chat to them about this? And I think I can bring the buyer onto these things and then I see that what they can do in the future, right? So, I've got a shopping um, centre for you. Helen, remind me after we stop recording, I'm going to send yeah, you a property I've sure. got. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we, we've got a uh, we've got a Chinese buyer at the moment who are looking for shopping centers. So you know, like I said, we we cover a lot of the you know we cover a lot of the ethnic demographic as well, um, because you know my YouTube channel. So you know, does it has a lot of information that a lot of people go to, and then they come and seek us out because you know I think that the more educated your investor is, the easier it is actually for you as an agent. We're actually doing you guys a service by educating the client, the more ignorant the client is, the worse they are in a commercial purchase. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, our, that's what our experience is. They just need someone to hold their hand right. And that some of the agents are really bad at that. I find that, you know, I that's my kind of um, secret source where I can add value is I don't let anybody go through it alone. But if you're buying yep. it off a, if you're buying it off a corporate and they're just trying to churn out the numbers, often they just leave the buyers to their own resources. But you guys are clearly doing yep. that too. We're making sure that they know the process and they know the steps and, you know, because yes. I always say yep. that you don't ever let a deal go on its own because it'll die. You need to hold its hand all the way through. And you get those clients for life, yep. right? So Yeah, you, you do, just, you do. Yeah. Sorry, can you just explain to our audience why or how the buyer's agent structure works? So, um, and how you you actually get retained by the buyer and there's no sort of um, splitting commissions with the agents uh, and there's no kind of conflict of interest? Okay, yep, that's fine. Um, so we represent, you can only represent um, one, you can only represent one party, right, ultimately. You can't represent everybody. And that's really what um, we think is we don't get... Uh, 
commit, we don't split commissions with agents. I know that other companies do, other bias agents do. I know that they get approached and sometimes we talk to them and they go, oh, do you want to split the commission? And we actually, in the beginning, I was actually taken aback because I wasn't, I was like, who, really? No. To be ethical, you have to only, you can only take money from one side. Right. Yeah, I think it's against the law you, at some level to be, it's a time yeah. of interest. Yeah, so and if you have an interest in the property or you've you got to declare it, right? So we were saying we work for the buyer, we don't work for the seller. So therefore, we don't take money from the seller. And our idea is purely to get and guide our clients into the right deal so that they can do it again. And we want them to have a good experience so that they can do it again. So we hope, I mean, that's what I always look at, is that every time I talk to an agent, I say to them, don't look at us as, you know, we're the buyer and you're the seller, right? We're not opposite ends. We're actually coming together to try to do a deal. You actually have to help us get the deal across and we have to help you fight with the buyer, right? Yes, I know there's buyers that are plentiful out there in this market, but the market's not going to be here forever. You know, don't be short-sighted to go, all right, you know, the market's a seller's market for the next 12 months. But if you're in real estate, you're going to be here for five years. You're going to be here for 10 years. We're still going to be here after the seller's market has changed. We're still going to be here, you know, when it's, a, you know, a, a buyer's market. But at the end of the day, if you build a relationship with us, you know, you can bring us a property off market or, you know, we we would say to you, look, we've got a client in this area who's looking for this type of property. We would rather you get that than, you know, than, than you know, someone else. Oh, look, I think buyers agents are a dream because it's you're putting a team of people together to get the deal across the line because it, it, it kind of takes the pain out of having to manage both sides of it. And really, as commercial agents, we should be, working for the vendor and looking after the vendor's interest and trying to make the deal come together. So the relationship between the buyer's agents, I actually really enjoy working with buyer's agents and I have done a bunch of stuff with Rethink historically. Yeah. Um, obviously, hopefully you and I will have a lot of... Yeah, hopefully. ...in the future. Uh, but it's just one of those things that 10 years ago, you, you never heard of a buyer's agent. It was something that um, you thought... You wondered why, what the agenda was and how they got into it. And I always wondered how uh, you, you actually got the clients because I know that a lot of them charge fees up front and I thought, wow, they're really good at this because <laughs> we only get paid when the deal's done. <laughs> yeah, look, um, we do it through our education funnel. We, we invest a lot in live events, education. You know, that's how we get our clients. Um, our clients are a community, so we do a lot of events. So we do boot camps. We do meetups. We do all of those things uh, just so that our client database continues to learn. That's right? so, so that's Such a good... Um, yeah, and we... Go on. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say it's such a good um, service for your buyers because then you know they can you can educate them and I really people just often do things well don't do things because they don't understand it and if you've taken that pain out of it then it's you know it's easy to get them into the market isn't it so what's your yeah, biggest yeah. platform for advertising to actually try and find new clients for your business uh, so believe it or not my podcast my youtube brings me a lot of people um, okay. On top of that, we do advertising on Facebook uh, and we get a lot of referrals, a lot of referrals. So what's your YouTube channel called? How do we find you? Oh, yeah. So it's Commercial Property Roadshow uh, with Helen Tarrant. Lovely. All right, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll put it in the notes in the podcast so that people can find you. Okay. And 
what else can we talk about? So when you're dealing with commercial agents, what's the biggest mistakes they're making, do you think? Um, I think the thing is that um, for for us, I think, I guess the, it, it's hard to, I'm trying to think through my head all these people I've dealt with and what else some of the big big mistakes, but I, I think the main thing is to be really upfront, you know, just be upfront. It, there's nothing wrong with just being upfront with us and saying, hey, you know, the vendor was here. If this deal is not going to be done, it can't be done. This is their, their baseline. Or that, you know, look, um, look, this is what's wrong with the property. Uh, the, like, I think in the commercial space, we're going to find it through due diligence anyway. So there's no point in not, um, you know, just being upfront, totally upfront. And we've had great relationships with every agent who's basically said upfront, this is what it is, you know, um, and we've been able to make it work. Excellent, excellent advice. Because I think, yeah, you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig, right? <laughs> people should yeah, tell yeah, you about right. that up front. And it, yeah, it saves yeah. a lot of time too, because people chew into their due diligence and then they run out of time and the deal falls yeah. over. What's the point of that? You know, it's That's time right. is so precious right. then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, well, I have to wrap that off to another appointment. But <laughs> the main thing before I go is that to say that, look, buyer's agent, if you have good alliances with them, um, they can actually serve as a mentor for you to find the right stock, um, especially for young people starting out in the industry. Uh, really? For women, if you align yourself with a company like us, Unicorn Commercial Property, where we're run by women, and we're on, it's a woman, predominantly woman-centric business, um, you actually, uh, and, you, and you joined the, the community, it actually going to return back to you tenfold, right? Um, and that is the, the key, is to build that relationship. Then, you know, it's actually easy for you, right? For, for some agents, we have had, we've moved every single stock they had. Right? doesn't matter if it's a $5 million property or a $300,000 property. We've moved every single stock they have, right? Um, so it's like, well, doing work. We, they don't, we, we're doing their work. They don't need to actually ever show it to someone else. They're basically like, here it is, and we go, this is who it is, and this is what you need to do to make this deal work. And they go, sure, yeah. And then you help us get the due diligence done. You know, you help us with get all the information. You help us speed through things. And we help you with speeding up, with working with the client and everything. And everybody wins. Perfect. That sounds great. And before you go, Helen, I know you've got to rush off, but can you tell us what your secret sauce is? What makes you different from everyone else? Um, I think what makes us different uh, everybody else is firstly, and I hate it, is that we actually we look at the big picture for our client. So we wouldn't put them into a property if we didn't think that that property is going to generally give them more returns in the future than what they currently have or what their currently pathway is. But also that property has to be enabled them to buy their second property and their third property and continue to build their portfolio. Okay. So we want to close the deal for our client, but we want to close it at the right price rather than just closing the deal. For the sake of it. Never yeah, do a bad deal. It always bites you. No. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank That's you right. so much for your time. And let's hope to do a deal very soon in the future together. And we'll, yeah, and we'll definitely look you up on your YouTube channel. And I'll make sure it's in the information below. But you have a great afternoon. Thank Thanks, you. Helen. Thank you. Look, send me anything you've got. Send me your stock and I'll have a look at it. Thank I you. I will for sure. Thanks, Absolutely. Bye. Okay, million dollar commercial agents, as you can see, working with the buyer's agent is really 
important. If you want to do some big deals, you want to do some fast deals, you want to make sure that you're working with them all the time and sending over your stock. And as Helen said, it doesn't have to be a perfect investment property with a five by five year lease with a wrapped up with a bow on it. She has investors that are looking for all different scopes of property. So make sure you get in touch with Helen. Her YouTube channel is Commercial Property Roadshow and her podcast is Commercial Property Investor Show. I'll put Helen's details in the info below anyway so you can get in touch with her. And that's a wrap for episode six. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you can join me for episode seven. My name's Sandra Carter. You can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. Keep selling hard and smashing that glass ceiling.